Hello, pals. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm Angel Cayard. And I'm Chris O'Keefe, and we are here every week talking to you about business, entrepreneurship, balance, and so many other things, um, often bad things because, you know, <laughs> it's America and it's 2022 and, you know, we're black women and, you know, we're queer and, you know, like it's, it's, it's a lot we going on. We are not. You know? We're down bad. Um, society is up in bad points and everyone's having a rough time. Um, when we're recording, this is Friday, the, what's today, like the 24th? Yes. Yeah, so if you are living in Friday the 24th, you are aware of the terrible news that have has happened if you're in the future and we're still alive. Shout out, we survived. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're just collectively experiencing a rough time with the Roe versus Wade. This is not the only ruling. The Supreme Court has been like dropping bombs this week and just every day i feel like we've been like that's bad that's that's bad oh that is also bad and today it's been kind of you know this is what most people would say is unbelievable the rest of us knew that this could happen at any time Mm-hmm. Um, but just wanting to knew that it was coming. Right, you know? it was they, yeah, they yeah. quite literally told us, <laughs> um, and it's not that it's fun. And I understand the seriousness of the situation. We just want to check in and make sure that a people feel like they had an understanding of what to do. Especially as an entrepreneur, it's kind of hard when you see all the big corporations are coming to back their employees. So you may not have that feeling of security and what can you do and what. Is that what are the options or what does this even mean? Because I, I have seen a lot of younger people on social media being like, I understand it's bad. I don't understand to the extent. Could you help me explain it? And I think social media has been helpful in having really good graphics and stuff. So we'll definitely link to some of those resources. But we just want to check in with our pals here and just say hello and like let you know that we are all in it together, all of us, even the other things that could be ruled on in the future that are also big and scary. Like, we're just trying to collectively check in and make sure that you all have the resources and understand that we understand that it's a rough time and maybe just having something else to listen to and focus on might be helpful versus the doom scrolling of Twitter right now. Yes. So, okay, so before we get into all of it, we do want to say that it's like the end of June. It's basically almost July. And July is right before August. And August is when we start seeing like fall sales. And, you know, back to school is already in my marketing pipeline for so many people. So, yeah. So it's like a lot of people are getting ready to drop that information. And we definitely want to be highlighting uh, businesses here on the podcast. So if you have a small shop, any size shop really, um, and you're going to be doing stuff specifically for holiday, please let us know that now. So if you're going to have any particular promotions, any particular sales, uh, go ahead and either, I mean, you could DM us or you could email us um, and let us know like, hey, I have a shop. This is what I offer. And this is what I'm trying to push for the holidays that I think that would be a good fit for your listeners. So let us know that information now. Um, And we're going to kind of look through and see, you know, what's there and then start sharing that with our audience. We are planning to make like an actual guide and that will include only places where we've tried the product because we're not going to 
put it in a guide if we've, you know, never tried it ourselves. Um, but we, if, if it doesn't get into the guide, then we can still share it on social media and be like, Hey, here are the offerings. Here's what's going on because, you know, people are still going to be shopping for the holidays and hopefully they will be shopping small, um, because that's the way to do it. Right. So yeah, if you have a shop, if you are thinking about the holidays, if you have anything going on with that and you know what is going to be out there, send us that stuff now. Um, so that we can, you know, go ahead and, and share that. So, yeah, so today we're going to talk about the fact that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, um, and the Supreme Court is just, you know, continuing with a whole bunch of nonsense and, and they're terrible. Um, and just kind of like some of the things that are important to know, um, when it comes to that, because it's, this is where we get into, you know, the situation where not all states are equal and what life is like for somebody, you know, that's maybe say in Florida or Georgia could be very different for somebody who maybe lives in California or Oregon, right? So it's like each state is very different. I mean, if you're, if you're listening overseas, I know we have a lot of listeners that listen overseas, the United States of America is huge. So I understand why some people might say, well, if abortion is legal, illegal in your state, like, why don't you just go to another state to get an abortion? And the reason why is because sometimes that might take like a 26 hour drive, you know what I mean? To be able to do, or a very expensive plane flight. And like right now, flights, even though COVID is everywhere and nobody is masked, flights are more expensive than I think I've ever seen yes. in my entire life. If you would like uh, to know, I could definitely yeah. tell you about the flying situation in the U.S. because I just flew this week. Uh, zero stars don't, like, I like flying. I would honestly do it again. It was for a business. Totally fine. Uh, very stressful, but not worth the amount of money it costs to fly. And I went four hours across the country to to Denver, you know what I mean? Like that's a four-hour drive. That's a six to eight-hour commitment at the airport because flights canceled. But my flight got delayed on the way back several times, so I was in an airport masked up from three. You know, I got there like five-ish, maybe a little bit before five, four thirty, and didn't board the plane till eight. Um, and then I'm wearing the mask on the plane for the other four hours. So, you know what I mean? Like that's a commitment that not everybody can make and should make or have to make. And it's also very expensive and I'm very privileged to be able to fly. Someone I know who makes way more than me was like, oh, I'm doing that flight. I'm taking X, the, the budget airline. And I was like, bless you. I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like it's very hard. Like people really are figuring out what to do, but that's something that they feel like like, how else are you going to get there? You can't. It's so expensive. So just to yeah, give people insights. Like, so you'd be flying, you know, possibly to get an abortion. Then you'd be paying for the abortion elsewhere. And you might have to stay place overnight for, most okay, of the time, depending on where you are. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have any, like, friends or family to stay. Um, so it's like, you know, that's stuff that it's expensive. And so to kind of explain again to people, especially if you're, you know, outside the United States, but even if you're here and you're just not really sure, like the states that, um, you know, where abortion is likely to remain still protected and legal is like, you know, that Northeastern area where like you start with like Maine and New Hampshire down to like Delaware and, um, Maryland, that area, which yes, includes New York. Or you go to the whole 
other side of the United States and you look at like your Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, those areas, and then you go, you know, over quite a bit because again, when you're in like the Midwest and the West area, like that's very spread out, very, you know, far spread out. So Colorado, New Mexico, um, and then up in like Minnesota and Illinois. So those are the states that like when you're looking at a map and and if you go to like my social media, I'm posting all this stuff. So I've posted a map of that on there, but it's like, it's, there's a lot, the entire South is, is, is not covered. Um, there are some, there's a chance. I mean, technically there's a chance that it could remain legal in Florida, but look who's running our state. So I don't have high expectations for that to happen, but yeah, there are states where like, we don't know yet what will happen. And Florida is one of those states. Um, but and so is North Carolina. I think where the old, technically Virginia is the South as well. So those are the three states in the South that it's like it could or could not. The rest of the states in the South, it will be illegal in a month. Um, but yeah, so those three states, it's like it could or could not. But like when you look at who is running our state, I'm pretty sure it's going to be illegal. Um, he would make pretty much anything illegal if he could. So, you know, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's really concerning for people, especially like if you live in the deep South or you live in a part of the United States where you're very far from the other states that are going to have access. So that's why it's really like important right now not to donate to Democratic leaders who are clearly not doing enough at all, but to donate to like abortion funds that are actually doing the work of saying, okay, this person is in like you know, Georgia or Florida or Mississippi or whatever, and they need abortion, we're going to get them to Colorado or California or New York and be able to get them the care that they need, the health care that they need. So make sure that you're, if you have extra money, if you have extra time, that's who you need to be, you know, spending that on. Don't spend your extra money on Democrats because <laughs> I'm not saying don't vote. I will always vote and I will be voting for the least evil people as I always do, but don't give them your money because they're not doing anything to help us at this point. They're not the ones doing the most evil, but they're not like stopping the evil. Right. So make sure that your money is going to places where it's actually going to be used. Millionaires don't need your money. I don't know how to, how else to they will that. promote themselves to run, whether you give them, I see people that will give like a democratic candidate, like, the last five or ten dollars they have because they believe in the messaging and they but and I and I love that like you have that like belief in those those good core values that that person is sharing but they can still get that done without your money and your money would be much better spent on anything community based whatever it is that you you know you believe in there's so many different ways to support the community but like yeah right now that's that's what we need to do is be supporting people that aren't going to be able to get an abortion and get them to get a safe one somewhere. Um, so a great place to look is abortionfunds.org. And um, also the link in my bio on Instagram has different funds for every single state. So if you just click on that, I'm going to leave that up there for quite some time. Um, but yeah, that way you can see the ones like I was checking out the ones in Florida. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is where my extra, you know, money is going to go to or my extra time or both. Um, so yeah, please make sure that you're just making like, I just, I can tell you and like, (laughs) 
I can't, I don't know, like legally, like what I can and cannot say, but I will just say that, you know, both of my brothers have worked in politics. I won't say the specifics of what and where you can go look that up. But I will say that the consensus has been that your money is not being spent the way it should be spent. I'm not going to say which of those orgs or who or whatever, but you can look it up. Who they worked for is like public information. And again, the the money is not going to what you think it's going to if you're supporting politicians. It's just not. Yeah. Um, on that aspect, I think there is a list. I'm not, I think I know there is a list on, um, Reddit and the child free thread or either kid for like you one of these threads and I'll find the link because I had it where they had a list of um I think either a abortion providers or providers who would do full hysterectomies without needing like the approval of your husband basically or oh my god like, no, this is a real thing you very much in oh. many cases a provider will not do a hysterectomy for you um, or like whatever the surgery is to die, you know, whatever to like sterilize you. There is sterilization surgery for women with like getting your tubes tied and stuff yes, without the approval of a spouse. If they are married after, or if they've had kids before or if they're a certain age, so like in your twenties, it is a very, very difficult to get sterilized. Yeah. I've heard surgery. that like it's, it can be really but hard. After you have um, kids, even especially you have, have kids, one yeah. kid, they will be like, oh, but what if you want another one? Or what if your spouse wants another one? Well, I would feel more comfortable speaking to your spouse about you making this very permanent choice. This is it's an actual ridiculous. thing. Um, so I will post a link to that because that is another way to empower you to have medical providers in your pocket to make those choices. I was very um, happy to see some of the GYNs in my area that I know personally were on that list. I've never really asked them about their thoughts and beliefs or whatever or what they do because they understand work is work and when you're out of work, you don't want to do it. But I was very um, grateful to see that there were actually a lot of local providers that I have known personally or have friends who've gone to that were on that list and had glowing reviews about like what they had going and what they needed service done. Um, so I will post a link to that personally because I found that interesting. And then also... Uh, maybe I will find a resource for people who are maybe in partnerships with people who have male organs that may want to look into the sex community. So yeah, I that's like I, that is, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> we will look at what that looks like, how to have that conversation with your partner, what the best choices are, what the safety, because there is a lot of misinformation about our reproductive care because yes, there is a lot are very tied into biblical based thinking as we're learning today. <laughs> um, and so there's just not a lot of truths being told about it especially about female genitalia and the way that the female genitalia and reproductive organs work and how the body works there is um and and honestly even if i don't i do care that i wish he would allow people to have the choices to do what they want with their bodies because this doesn't just affect abortion and just not quote-unquote killing babies there are other things that are wrapped into roe versus weight that are no longer now a problem ivf being Mm -hmm. a large portion of it but even like I just want you to read the conversations from men on women reproductive health people who identify as as cisgendered straight men in relationships where they have children and the things that they think about genitalia and consistently are disproven on just twitter alone conversations where they're like this doesn't mean this or x doesn't mean that or you could just do this while you're and it's like that's not just because your partner had a perfect pregnancy 
17 times, had 17 perfect babies that came out all the same. Their body was fine. They had no mental issues. That's not the case for most people. Like most people struggle. Like pregnancy is a critical condition that is happening to your body. They treat it like it is an emergency. It, that's why it's called a, it's like what's you can't you know that's what the saying is like you couldn't ride horses in your condition you can't fly in your condition it's mm-hmm. medically it's an emergency condition it's because a condition your body is being transformed in a way that is not normal and to to keep something else sustain life for something else utilizing the your organs your system the way you are mm-hmm. set up and that doesn't work perfectly for a lot of people. And it's very traumatizing, even when it does work perfectly for a lot of people. And people should have the option to, if they want to do that or not. Or also have the option to have children when their bodies don't allow them to do that. And that is usually through right. IVF. And that is now also being contested in a way that is very... I don't think anyone understands the amount of people in your life that have actually done IVF. Because for me personally, so it's a very large percentage people. of people. And it's yeah. very expensive and it's very difficult. And it's- say, yeah, it was already a very expensive, difficult thing, like all like extremely expensive and difficult. It's already. so hard to find a good fertility specialist for women of color. It's very difficult for queer people to find a fertility specialist that will work with them to utilize the things that they want to use, whether it be their partner's embryos or however they figure it out or third party. It's very difficult to do all that anyway without the bias mm-hmm. of a provider losing your license and no longer being yeah. able to practice medicine. And that's another thing that I also wanted to, to point out when we were talking about America and why abortion care is very difficult. There are not a lot of abortion providers in America. It is a very old lost art. There's a documentary about it, that about the guy who was like bombed and, and all the stuff. And he was talking about, um, and he's a late term abortionist. Like he has the, the, the tools to do that. And I understand that that's very shaky for a lot of people. There are medically necessary reasons why someone would need a late-term abortion. I do not care what you say. It's a thing that could kill someone. And if it, both people die, why would you continue to yep. go yeah. through a, a pregnancy that will straight up murder two people? Like, it doesn't make sense. So he is one yeah. of the few doctors, and I don't know if he's still practicing, but he he was like one of five. Like, there was like one, and people, his friends kept dying. And so that, that medicine is not taught anymore. That's not something they teach here in the U.S., it's not included in the healthcare at that rate because there's not, it's not legal. <laughs> like, frankly, it's not legal to do that in most places. Um, so they don't teach that. So there's not a lot of, in general, there's not a lot of abortion providers. But even more so in like very specialized cases, it, it, the numbers drop down. And just imagine the type of things that people have to deal with in terms of getting, again, like we said, access to abortion. I will from dealing with a situation with someone I know and trying to help them find specialists in central Florida was difficult. And we're in, we're in a very metropolitan, very easy access resource place. Like I went to Walgreens when I landed on a plane at like two 30 this morning. Up, so, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not a hard place to access, but that care was very difficult to find. So if you can't find it in a Metro like this, that yeah. was fairly liberal for the most part. Mm-hmm. up until a certain point it's gonna be very difficult from other people who are in states that are a little bit more restrictive so definitely there are thoughts about that and then I know Kristen we're gonna talk about a little bit about the period tracking apps and uh, what that means well, I just want to say that I'm like I'm one of those people that like I'm kind of like terrified of pregnancy there's like an actual word for it. it's like a phobia and I'm like 
maybe I have that because it's it just sounds very scary and traumatic to me. Um, and so I've been very much on the fence. Like, do I want to like I've always known I want to adopt, but I've always been like, do I want to have one biological child? Maybe. And I've gone back and forth about it a lot. And John and I always said, like, if we had one biological child, as soon as we were done, he would get a vasectomy. And now we're kind of like, mm, maybe we just get one now because my other fear is, is like, if I did get pregnant and I was in one of those situations where, you know, I'm very pregnant and like, it's not gonna go well and I'm gonna die at this point, like the government is just like, well, then just die. Like, that's literally where we're at with, you know, a lot of these states. And when you think about it in that sense, it's like, you know, if you're super, super pregnant and you're the state that, you know, you could get the care and is super far, like, what if you can't fly? I mean, there's just, and also it's like, what if you can't get there in time? Because there are situations where somebody will be like, okay, this, and again, I don't know the medical terms, but it's like, I know this is true because I, I, I know people that this has happened to where it's like, this person needs to get this procedure right now or they're going to die. Like this, this pregnancy has to be terminated right now or else they're going to die. So there's cases where you can't say, oh, I'm going to fly over to whatever and get it done. So like now I'm terrified even more so than I was of getting pregnant. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, that vasectomy thing, that is sounding really good. I think that sounds like a solid plan. So we definitely should look up <laughs> some resources about that and share it because, yeah. yeah, I feel like that that sounds good. It's definitely I, easier for people to get vasectomies than it is to get a hysterectomy or any other sterilization Method. And now they're talking about, you know, going after contraception yes. next. That's why that's another, like, again, if you're with a partner who has male reproductive parts, a vasectomy is probably a better option if they're comfortable with it because it is safer relative. And it's just a safer um, procedure. Obviously, it's not foolproof. It, they obviously fail. <laughs> like, that's not, that's a thing. That's real. So we still, not having contraceptives isn't helpful when surgery can't fail like you know what I mean like there are surgical meds like nothing is 100% yeah Yeah. so um there are definitely resources like again in the Christmas link that she shared where they talked about how to order different contraceptives online or if you needed um abortion pills online like what is the way to do that and how to do that legally and a lot of like a lot of them um a lot of like different types of abortion pills are good for up to five years so you could order them now and just like have them just in case, you know, um, and that would definitely be something that I think that if, especially if you have the resources right now, um, even if you don't like, yeah, if you don't need it. they're very inexpensive. I looked them up because I was like, okay, one of the things that I wanted to do is provide. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say, if you have the money, there, like yeah. you have those resources, buy them now for other people. Because honestly, the girl who is, you know, super young right now and isn't even thinking about it, but might need it like two years from now. You know what I mean? If you have that, like have it, like buy it now because it's good for five years. And again, so it's- I'm definitely cautious from a science perspective because I things can go wrong with abortion pills and I understand that there is yeah. chances of having um, a ruptured um, umbilical, or a fallopian tube uh, or that type of thing happens. It's once you get them, this is my caveat to buying things on the internet or prior to purchasing talk to an abortion specialist personally who can guide you through that process and give Mm -hmm. you detailed directions on what that looks like and then prior to you utilizing this on your own you should absolutely be speaking to an abortion provider 
about what you should be doing and what the next steps are. I don't care if it's a virtual visit and it costs 50 bucks. It's worth yes. the money so that you are not harming it because that's what we're, that's the issue. It's like safe abortion will still continue in this country. How safe will it be to do it? Yeah, we start to get it, and that's you know situation. that's another thing that is definitely possible is that you can um, see legally see a professional that's in another state through telehealth, yeah. and be guided through that process. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I definitely mm-hmm. recommend that because they are very helpful, very willing to talk to you, and because th- the reading online is great. I want people to speak to doctors because doctors know what to do. And that avoids complications because there is risk of clotting. There is risk of uh, bleeding, hemorrhaging, and like you may have adverse reaction. And what does that look like for you to go to the doctor? And they say, what did you do? I took him. You know what I mean? Like you had to figure that Mm -hmm. out. So I think talking to an abortion provider at best when you do decide to to purchase this is important because then you know the whole factors of what to do. Um, And again, if you have mild look into that there's a charity that allows you to donate miles. I am positive they probably will also be allowing people to utilize those miles to get abortion care. So I will look that up and and verify that. But if you have miles that you're not comfortable traveling right now because of COVID or even right now with international no COVID testing, you could donate those miles that are going to sit in rot because they will expire this year. Like airlines don't care anymore. They're not giving you free benefits for having miles that you don't use. You can look mm-hmm. into donating those to people who may need abortion care for them to get flights to get to the places that they can safely. So there's yes. a lot of work that community building and you can do on your own with your own resources in your own way. Cause I'm a big fan of activism being a thing that works for you in the way that you want to do it. I'm not a big fan of trying to make people post things on social or scream from people or like throw rocks at people or set things on fire. Like, you don't have to do all that. <laughs> We're giving you all the options to find what works to. for you. And if you want to, don't like you could like suggestively tell me, but like I can't be a witness to the crime because they asked me I'm just a lie and then I'm going to jail. You guys will never get these these podcast episodes again. <laughs> so um, I don't think I do well in jail. So keep me out of prison. Um, don't tell me about your bad, bad crimes. But what I'm sharing are ways that you could feel comfortable in seeing things that could be reactive and helpful for you in a way that maybe other types of activism may not feel comfortable. Yes. So I want to talk about these menstrual tracking apps because I've been tracking my period you know, through an app for over a decade. Isn't that wild? I think that I downloaded like the first one that ever existed because I've had my period forever. I've always tracked my period. Um, But yeah, like when I was in like my early 20s, it was like pretty, you know, my period was pretty regular at that point. So I was like, okay, I don't want to like put it in my, uh, my regular like journal and like write it all down. This is so easy. Like I can just, you know, check. Yes, this. Okay, great. And of course there was like all those buttons for if, if things were more complicated, like it was, it was easy to just keep it all there. Um, so I would just have it there and just, it was just the simplicity of it. I was like, that's easy for me. And so I had one for a super long time and it was really old. It had like a really old interface. Like, you know, it looked like it was made a long time ago because it was what, like it was, I think I got it in like 2010 or something, or maybe 2009, um, maybe even before that. And so then I upgraded or like whatever to flow, 
um, which I know a lot of people use. And I still used both. I still use the old one as well because I just I had so much data already in it. Um, but I was using Flow as well because it was like new and fancy and had like a nice interface or whatever. So then all this stuff started happening. And, you know, I know people were talking about it before, like don't use them, don't use them. So I just kind of like stopped using them, but wasn't really sure if I was going to stop forever. I was like, I guess we'll kind of see like what happens and whatever. Um, but I kind of want to get into like why you shouldn't use them and also why you need to be careful about like other apps on your phone because so many apps on our phone track where we are. So if you have an app that like, let's just say it's like you love to play this game and you know, it's just a little game. It's not political. It's not, you know, uh, anything, whatever. It's just a little game. And you're playing that game while you're at Planned Parenthood with your best friend who needs to go in and get a procedure and you're just there helping her out for the day. Well, if this game tracks where you are, then it now knows that you're at Planned Parenthood, you know? So that's something to think about as well. So I feel like you, you know, I want you to like explain from like a tech standpoint of like both of these situations, both with menstrual apps and then like with other apps. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, I will say personally for me, my first suggestion would be to find a alternative that extensively covers GDPR rulings, which are typically overseas because GDPR will not allow that data to be stored or tracked or given up to the like GDPR is very strict. So that's my number one recommendation right now, because I understand. Um, and I was just reading about people who are disabled, who cannot use paper trackers. They can't write things down. You know what I mean? Like this has been a lifesaver for them to have these apps. And now all of a sudden the internet is screaming at everybody, delete all the period apps on your phone. And it sounds rough. And that's like, that's been a lifesaver for a lot of people, people with ADHD, people with autism, like, having that ease of use is very helpful with things that are, you know, common, but like you don't, a lot of people just don't track it. Like they don't know, like they just are busy or like have different mental health. Yeah. It's like it felt, it felt like so much harder for me to track it in my planner than it did on the app. For it is very, and the cool thing about a lot of the apps is that they do symptom tracking and that's helpful. That's mm-hmm. been helpful for a lot of people with COVID it's been helpful because they could be like, oh, is it PMS or is it COVID? Like, I can go back and see my symptoms and see where I am because nausea and stomach gastro issues are a big COVID symptom that nobody talks about, but it is. And that typically feels like for a lot of people, either you're pregnant or it's PMS, like you were getting your period. Like, it's the nausea, it's the, you know, stomach issues, all that stuff. So having a period app and having kind of like a timeline was helpful for people because they're like, there's no way I'll be experiencing these symptoms directly to PMS because it's nowhere near that time of the month for me. So that's my first recommendation because I, I don't, I, I love the idea of telling people to stop doing something to keep them safe. Love that. But the way that Twitter is doing it right now is like literally screaming at people like, delete the apps. I'm like, give yeah, people alternatives. <laughs> So like, like no explanation. The first time, yeah, everyone's just like delete them, and I was like, okay, well, I'm like a little stressed because that's like a lot of information that's like in there. So I was just like, I just won't like record anything. Yeah. And the second and thing just, you have to do is request that your data be deleted, which is a caveat of GDPR. So that is helpful that you can do that because deleting the app does not delete the data from the company. The company still owns your data about your period. You can email Flow. Flow is the one that most people are using. Say, hey, I just deleted my account. I would 
appreciate it if you delete my data from your database. They absolutely say they do. Like, we don't have proof, but they say they do. And several people have been doing that, and that has been helpful. That's my second thing, is that you just can't delete the app. Because <laughs> data is in the cloud. It's not on your phone. I'm so sorry to tell people that. A lot of times your data is stored elsewhere, and so you need to make sure you're in touch with those people to delete that data. It is helpful to stop using them, obviously, for the reasons that Charisma talked about, location tracking being one of the biggest ones or in times of period tracking is like you know when you're fertile and like what that looks like and why you would miss a period and how you could be a suspect for having an abortion as they are now making you a criminal so that type of thing the third thing that I also want to talk about again is the location tracking which is not just in period apps this is in almost every app apps that like have no need to track your location most of them are games. Uh, games are very notorious as that because games are very big because they just collect a lot of data in the background or you do surveys to get extra points or whatever. You watch ads to get extra points and keep your lives or whatever. So there are gold mines to these companies because they have so much data. And what do you do with good data? You, su- you sell it. You sell it for people to utilize. Like It's awesome because you have all this information about 18-year-old woman who loves to play Angry Birds, if that's still a thing on the internet. And she lives in Texas. And now Texas, abortion is illegal. So, oh no, I noticed that she was, again, like Christmas said in her example, in Planned Parenthood in Wisconsin or wherever she went to go, you know what I mean? Like those types of things that is easily trackable by data on your phone. So if you have an Android phone, which is something that I like about Google security measures, is it foolproof? Absolutely not. Is Google like the best people ever? Absolutely not. Google obviously has their own, inter- or Alphabet, whomever. They have their own <laughs> things and interests in mind. But when you install an app and the permissions come up, it goes through every single permission with you that they're asking for. And you have the right to decline it or approve it at that juncture. Or if you have not used an app in a long time or they have access to certain features, it will disable automatically those features or ask you if you want to continue giving people those features. So things that I do personally is certain apps. I only use the location when I'm using the app. So with Uber, when I was out of town, I had to use Uber. You only get my location when I'm using Uber. When I do not use Uber, like right now, I don't have any reason to use Uber. I'm back in my home. I delete off my phone. I delete the cache, the cookies, whatever. That data, Uber is no longer tracking me from where I am because I'm not giving them the access to do so. And I also don't need the app on the phone. So there are two parts to it. A, check your permissions in your settings of what they have access to, but also B, make sure when you delete apps, you're like deleting them. When you're just done using them, delete them because apps will sit in the background and just collect data for you for as long as they are. Another thing that I do like also about Android phones is that it tells you when the microphone is being used and when the camera is being used and it has notifications in the top drawer to let you know if an app is using your microphone or, or your camera, which you may not notice which happens, I'm sure to all of us, like you butt dial, you swipe something open, da da da, and you pick up your phone, you're like, why is my battery dead? And it turns out your mic has been, you know, it's something has been using those resources. So it lets you know up top. Um, so definitely look into some, I, like, I'm sure iOS has all of oh, this stuff built yeah, in on, as well. On iPhone, so you're going to go to settings on iPhone and scroll, you got to scroll down a little bit and you'll eventually get to um, the privacy button. It's blue. It's a white hand and it has like a blue background. You need to go to location services and hit off. And then under that you hit tracking 
Um, and it'll say, you know, allow apps to request a track. And then it'll have all the different apps on there. And a lot of yours are probably, if you've not done this, you're, they're probably already selected as being shared. And like, you know, I look at like the ones on here and it's like, this is wild because it says, you know, allow apps to allow apps to track, to ask to track activity or whatever, allow them to track activity. Like every, like Angelica just said, everything you're doing like all the time. And like some of the things are things that it's like, why would this app that um, I use to make videos, why would they need to know where I am? Right. They you, they're not going to give you a magical doing. filter over the video that like fits with right. the environment that you're in. Like Marin, like, oh, it's raining outside right now. So she needs some right. daylight. Why would, why would my Sonic the Hedgehog game, which yes, I have on my phone. As you should. Need, <laughs> need to know what else I'm doing on my phone, you know? So it's like, you have to ask yourself like, where, where's the benefit for me? Benefit for me. It's not there. So I don't let any of them track me. I don't let them, um, I don't turn on location services, but I will say I didn't delete like stuff like Uber and stuff. And now that you've told me that I'm going to do that. And it's just, I mean, honestly, it could be overkill. That's it. Also like space on your phone. Everybody needs more space on your phone. Delete the apps you're not using. That's smart. Uh, Like if nothing, you will at least gain space back on your phone. That's the thing. If I am in Orlando, I am not using Uber. I'm not like, Uber. I don't need the Airbnb app. I don't need the United app. I like, don't need wasn't that. working, like, and I couldn't get a rental, I would call a person because <laughs> so many people here have cars. Like, so it's like, it's pretty standard that people here have cars. So it's like, because we live in a place like that, that's just not something that we're going to use, you know, on a regular basis. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, and that's just, again, I am not like, I'm, a pseudo professional, but not like a genius or an expert. I'm sure there's other things that you could be doing, but I think that from the bare minimum, I don't want anybody to freak out and start crying and like having a panic attack about the idea of having to track the period because it's very stressful, especially depending on what you have, like people with different PCOS, especially the way that your period fluctuates and your symptoms and like the day tracking your period is like necessary to manage your day. Like you need to know what's going on with your body so that you can prepare your day because it's not like they get a three to five to seven day period every 28 days. That's not everyone's reality. So I just, and, and also people, again, if you're taking hormones for different reasons, if you're going through IVF, if you're going through, if you want to track your fertility, that's a big one that reason why most people use these period apps because they typically have fertility tracking built in as well. That's another reason why you need something. So I'm saying like find something that's, not in the U.S. Cause is I, I, there is just a benefit from being able to pick up your phone. It's so accessible, a device, and going through and seeing what the and people don't understand women's bodies truly rotate around the amount of days that your cycle is. For most people who have like a regular, like it just your whole system reacts to where you are in your hormone journey and like what your eggs are doing and where you're like it's. It makes no sense. Like, that's the way you, like, the way you lift, if you weight lift, you are stronger mm-hmm. the week of your period. For me, it's, I use it to decide what I'm going exactly. to do. Oh, my goodness, my truly. Literally, like, okay. Plan your day around it. It's not yeah, a like, day. It would be a good day to have, like, if I know, like, what week I'm in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have meetings at this time. Right. Oh, I'm going to, like, focus it's on work. to right. overload your week people. before. You know, you... I'm going to pitch at this time. Like, all of that. Yep. Yep. So I, I'm not going to we'll make people... definitely look into, like, the data policies of some, 
you know, overseas apps and, you know, share those on social. For sure. Yeah. I'm, and there's some com- like there was a website that I was using and I was like 15, 14, 13, maybe that probably still exists. That I'm sure has like all my period data for like the first five years before smartphones were a thing. You know, yeah. like I can't find that and like delete it. I don't even know what site it is. I might have been like pretty cycle tracker or something stupid like that. I'm sure. Don't even know it's if it probably the anymore. one that I've been using this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a friend who just learned about period tracking apps and I don't want her to lose her freedom. So I'm like, I will find your recommendation because she truly was out here in the streets. She was suffering. (laughs) um, Again, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. People don't understand. And it's helpful for people. Again, there are very different reasons. A lot of people who may, like, prior to there being innovative hormone apps directly for um, trans people, they would use period trackers because it's easier to track, like, those those days, the cycles of when you're taking your hormones. Like, it's built in. That functionality yeah, is not all the stuff yeah. hormones is built in. Yeah. Right. So that stuff is built in. It's not, like, direct, but it's easy to track, like, your symptoms, which are very similar, depending on the hormone you take it, obviously. But it's you get the same symptoms as most people do when they have period symptoms. It's like, you, you know, you have a sore chest. You have, like, headaches. You may have, you know, so that was what a lot of people that I knew we're doing so I'm not again I'm not gonna vilify apps and there are people probably who make these apps that don't even know what they're capable of or what they ask for they just wanted something with a better interface you know what I mean like it's I don't yeah. want to villainize people who may not have negative like implications and it's kind mm-hmm. of wild to me that people are already like delete the apps which I get it but like delete sending money to your politicians like we just talking about you know what I mean like we need to be fighting with the people who get paid to do the work on behalf of the people who are just phoned it in. Like, if you guys phoned it in the way that politicians have phoned it in for the past, like, two years, you would have lost your job. Every single All of us would be yep. unemployed and sitting at the, li- like, unemployment line trying to figure out what we can do. Because these people, and I understand some of people are hardworking and not to lump everybody in in the same bucket, but there has been some very high-profile individuals who've gotten a lot of support who have done nothing. There are very few politicians <laughs> I have, like, any respect for. There might be, like, I don't know, like, four-ish. I, oh, but I, I personally, like, I, I get it. It's a profession. It's a necessary evil the way that we're set up as a country. I'm not mad about it. It's very difficult to do the job the way that the system is built without having to do things that you don't like. Yeah. And that's hard. And I know people who make those choices have a hard time. And at some point, they always will become the villain because they didn't do something correctly or they did something that someone didn't like. Like, Stacey Abrams was the victim yesterday. Straight up just yesterday, Stacey Abrams got ripped apart on Twitter. AOC, I think two weeks ago, got ripped apart for not supporting that gun safety bill that they did, like that the one that they tried to do or whatever. Like, they were like, oh, we've all collaborated in 10 Republicans and 10 Democrats had this bill and they were like AOC didn't support it and she got ripped apart and then whether or not you agree but that's what I'm saying like people who are quote unquote like the good ones or the best ones there's always going to be a choice that they have to make based on nuance or whatever it is that's not going to be favorable to 100% of what your belief system and what you want and so it's you, you have to figure that out it's not Man, that's so you know working 
cut you off, but like, you know, so if you don't follow me on Instagram, this week was like horrific for me personally because we found out my dog had cancer, but everything is good and she's okay now. She has surgery. She's a survivor. But with that being said, I haven't been on the internet for three days because I've been super focused on her. So I did not know about the Stacey Abrams thing and I just looked it up right now and I'm like, (laughs) ma'am. I feel like I was at the um, airport and I was like, Miss Abrams, what is happening? <laughs> and somebody wrote and said, uh, there's a Dr. Raven, the science maven on uh, uh, Twitter said, Stacey, we're going to need a video of you talking about this with additional context because I'm a bit surprised here. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, no, like you're terrible. But I'm like, ma'am, what, what's happening? Like, I would like. I would like a follow-up. <laughs> Can we do a follow-up to the thread that you made the other day just to clarify some items? Because we had yeah. some problems with some of the things. I'm like, there's a lot of things to talk about and, and a lot of things to be concerned no, about. This, this is she, she, This was her choice, which is, again, that goes back to my point again. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I, I, I'm involved because I care about life and, like, people and, like, whatever. But, like, as a personal, like, I love, like, I I don't. It's not that they're bad people. I'm sure they're all great people. It's just a profession that is so difficult that it's so hard. Listen, what do they say? You either die a hero or you live long long enough enough to see yourself become the villain. Yep. Difficult. So I'm not, like, I'm not mad at, well, I'm mad at some people. So I'm like, "Mm -hmm." Clarence Thomas mad at you. All the time. All the time. Since You're like, I'm always, I'm not mad. I I (laughs) I was born mad at Clarence Thomas. Let's put that on paper. Don't care what he says. (laughs) <laughs> that that will stay in the show, um, but as <laughs> we won't be doing that to black women. But yeah. for the most part, for like people get so upset when they're quote unquote liberal, which they very usually are very centrist uh, heroes, don't perform in the way that they feel like they should. And I understand the disappointment from being maybe younger, but I, it's hard for me when like we're in our thirties, y'all. We've lived long enough to see. Lies, and I was talking to David about this, just about the politicization. This could be a totally different episode. We don't have to talk about this. Spot. You're like, we're talking to you about business. I get it, but the mm-hmm. point being is that because we were in Colorado, we're like, this is a mass shooting area. This is a mass shooting. Why are there so many mass mm-hmm. shootings in Colorado? But specifically with Columbine, there were so many things that were taken out of context and utilized as truths for like 20 years, maybe if not, people still believe certain things happened in Columbine that never happened. And how does that happen? And how do we stop that from? But that happens all the time. That's everything. The Katrina, mm-hmm. there's nine eleven, like there's it's COVID. If there is everything that we see with our own eyes, that things that are quote unquote truth, and that we believe and we're told to believe because we're told to trust our our government, or our leaders, or the people in charge. And then we like just sit down for like five years, like COVID. It's not even been three years. Like you sit down like six months later, and you're like, oh, they did not know that, or they lied completely about that. Like, that was not true. Yeah, uh, so it, it, I understand the skepticism. Like I get where everyone's coming from. I don't think there is any right reaction to any of the things, but it's like I want people to to empower themselves with truth and knowledge and being able to research. And if you don't know. Ask somebody. It's okay. You can always ask us. Seriously. I mean, and again, I am not an a genius, but I can find you one, and then we can talk about it mm-hmm. from a different lens. Whether you want a neutral lens, whether you want, like, we can find the people because most people are accessible and are happy to discuss things. If you are confused, especially this list of Supreme Court choices, because it was again, Roe versus Wade is today. 
it's the end of the week. They have been going all week long. Mm -hmm. Yes. I also want to point out, um, you know, that there are some companies that have decided uh, that they will go ahead and uh, pay for if any of their employees need to get transportation, a flight or whatever to uh, receive an abortion. Um, So I think that this is great. I think we should let these companies know, like, you know, through social media, whatever, let them know, like, hey, we like that you're doing this. And if there's other companies that you're like, I think you should do this, then let those companies know. But some of the companies that have said they'll cover travel travel expenses for employees who need abortions um, so far have come out that have been Disney, Starbucks, Tesla, Yelp, Airbnb, Netflix, uh, DoorDash, Reddit, uh, JP, Morgan Chase, Levi. Um, so yeah, those are some of the ones that have said it. So it's like if you already support some of those brands, you know, it'd be great to go on Twitter or Instagram and be like, hey, I like that you're doing that. Let them know that. And then again, if there's somebody, if there's a brand that you think, hey, this aligns with your value, aligns with your values brand, you should do this as well. You should make this announcement. Go ahead and put pressure on brands to do that because, again, that could be super helpful for uh, a lot of people um, that otherwise would have a difficult time getting that help. I think about Starbucks employees and I'm like, you know, obviously like in Florida, we have so many Starbucks Disney, Disney employs like 73,000 people just in central Florida. And so, you know, just to, just knowing, I mean, Disney employees are like majority of the people that work in our area in orange and Osceola County here. Um, so knowing that they would be able to have access to that sort of care is, is fantastic. So yeah, just kind of keep putting pressure on companies to do that. Again, let the companies that are doing the right thing know that they're doing the right thing and that you appreciate it. Um, because, you know, pol- like we live in a, a, a country that companies are a part of politics, unfortunately, and that's that's where we're at. But it's like, you know, yes, it's important to let politicians know as well. But I think like, it, unfortunately, some of these companies are taking more action than politicians are. Yeah, for sure. I definitely also wanted to point out, I got an email from the, we fully support the PJ Library, which is a Jewish coalition federation thing in our home. And they write books and they're super awesome. And I love it. And I love having a child learning about the cultures and religions. But the Jewish Community Relations Council sent an email like today that they were like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> this is not what Judaism, Judaism does. Like, so from having like a religious option, again, I think there's, there's ways for faith-based people who may want to explore having those conversations, especially if you're like in marketing or leadership at an organization that obviously is pro-choice, but doesn't understand the words to say it. I would definitely look at your local temple or like what they're being posted on social or the bigger federations because they have like, I, there have been lawsuits from our Jewish federations locally to, to the state being like, no, you will not be taking abortion care away because it is part of a way of life. And we believe in a woman's right to choose, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're coming at it from a faith-based perspective and maybe you have like a non like denominational faith-based congregation that knows it's pro-choice, but this is very bleak and like, you don't know how to tie that back in to your faith-based practices possibly looking at some of the communications there um, might be a good place to start because I understand that like faith leaders are also struggling because there are a lot of pro-choice institutions that do practice Christianity or even other um, religions but don't know how to tiptoe the you know the area like it's a sensitive space and a lot of people 
again, um, apply religion to being pro-life. And that's typically not the case for a lot of people. So just look into what your areas are doing and maybe even get together having nonprofits and different organizations collectively come together and try to sponsor some of those needs like we talked about. Like if you're not sure how your church congregation can help, we just gave you some options. So maybe bring that back to the leadership and say, hey, can we start supporting the abortion fund? Can our tie this week go to the abortion fund or whatever that looks like for you? Um, I know it's different for all people. So again, we're just giving you options to making choices that you should be empowered by and not stressed out about and not like panicking and like I want everyone to feel good. And again, if you're in a state of distress, please for get in touch with a therapist. I cannot mention this enough. If you're a black lady, a therapy for black girls is a good place to start because they definitely have tons of a listing of emergency therapists who are black women who can get in touch with you right now to talk to you about this particular topic who are probably already receiving calls and ready to go. I'm sure their better help is another, again, ops resource. I haven't heard had good experience with better health. I know a lot of people have. So, but so I would say, yeah, like I wouldn't, it's like hard because I'm like, I can't say that I would recommend it even though I'm technically using it right now. And I've, I found a therapist who has changed my life. However, I found her because Someone somebody else recommended yeah, exactly. her directly to me and said, you need to work with this therapist. I know you and I know your trauma and, and this therapist can handle your trauma and you'll do well with her. So when I first signed up who I had, it was not good. And we can do a whole episode about that later. Um, but yeah, it was not a great experience. But then I emailed them and I was like, I am here to work with this person. And once they got me with her, then it's been good. Um, but my therapist is leading BetterHelp and I'm excited for that because I think that she'll actually be uh, more accessible and accessible in better ways. But yeah, I definitely think at some point we should maybe uh, maybe when we have a therapist back on, we can kind of talk about some of those services. Too. Yeah, what to look for when we look for a therapist. But I just know a lot of people are probably in crisis just because it's, it's it's been a week in yeah. general everywhere. Like there's been so much bad news, and I know a lot of people are dealing with. Healthcare. I wonder, is it like weird to have my therapist come on the podcast, like the one who actually treats me? Probably. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm like, it out I, of Nicole Byer's book, and I have no boundaries. <laughs> I love like that's Nicole Byer also had like the same thing where she was. I guess I think she even asked Mary, who like well, I know her therapist's name is Mary. She asked Mary to be on her podcast. Mary was like, "That's not a good idea." She probably would be that. like, "Charisma, see the boundaries that we talk about every week. Like this is this is that." <laughs> But I would love it if my, I love was, my but... therapist. I would never put her to the internet. I'm like, she just she deserves the freedom to get away from the internet. She's no, mine. I, like, I think mine is already like you know she's I think she she's I mean like she's not like super on the internet, but you know I'm like I think that it would be a good f- interview. But I'm also like I don't know maybe that's. I know that they're always like they say things like you know don't necessarily share a therapist with like certain people like close people in your you family. Need, like, you need to ask like her for a colleague that she can yeah. suggest that we. I just was like my thing podcast. is is that she's black and awesome and that's why I was like you that's why black awesome therapist yeah like, that's why I feel awesome. like it'd be but she'll know yeah she'll know the people to send me to so I'll be like hey who do you think we should interview and she yeah, can give me sure. some recommendations yeah. Um, that, I just want you guys to be safe. Again, the pandemic is still happening in the southern half of the United States. And numbers are a little bit better in other places. Like a lot of people got over their, their hump. I think we're slowly, I think the last, we're ending our surge. So we'll start trickling down. Like By August, we should be low numbers again. 
which is not very helpful. But I just want people to be aware because I know some people who are um, that there's a positive over the travel week. Just to be safe and make sure that you are continuing to do what you can uh, as best as your ability to keep yourself safe. I just want people and to please feel... keep testing when you're doing high yeah, risk. Yeah, I think that's so important. I know a lot of people think the tests are worthless and they don't do anything. But it's I I'm telling you I think it makes a difference from keeping yourself, yep, from exposing other people. Yeah, it 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 helped me like having testing helped me not expose two people that I would have exposed. Well, that's all. I we we are trying to do our best. Um, we obviously will be back next week. I just can on a plane, so I'm sorry. And we will talk about uh, actual business next we week. We will talk about actual. You're probably like unsubscribe. Don't do it because next week we go back to being a business podcast. I can talk to you about business and travel if we want to set up a day to talk about that and like what that looks like in COVID. Happy yes. To do so. Um, yeah. I'm still not going to be on a plane anytime soon, but I'm I'm know, trying to prepare for when I have to be. There yeah. are the people who are getting their coins like me shamelessly. Like, I got to do what I got to do for the money. I get it. So other than that, as per usual, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and that little green app that looks like a Wi-Fi symbol. So I click on S. We are available there for rating and reviews. And you can share us on social, on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod and on Instagram, Heart Hustle Podcast, using the hashtag Blasso Hard, especially uh, going to Charisma's personal Instagram, uh, Charisma. So she's posting all the things. We'll put links so you don't have to remember this. But just want to make sure that you are getting the resources that you need immediately. And, it's and if easier. yeah, if you guys need things, um, you know, you can slide into the DMs for the podcast, or you can slide in my DMs. I'm in my DMs. Yeah, she can see again. I, th- I think we need to follow up. You can see once more. Like you, you are back. Yes, limited screen time because I feel like yeah, yeah. we left the people in dismay last it's week been a lot going on. that you could not see and we did not even talk about Valkyrie yep. we haven't I even know. talked about like half the stuff that you every week we will, we will catch it. up further next week but you know she can see. I just wanted people to not going. be stressed we're okay. she can yeah. see again I know yes. that may have been stressful for you if you are listening and like binge listening and concerned yes <laughs> yeah so yeah we'll we'll get more into that next week but yeah definitely take breaks from screens guys because yeah, that's an important thing and i'll tell you more about what my doctor told me about that next week <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all have a good one bye, bye.